Thank you for listening to the About Sports Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed so every time we post a new podcast, you're alerted. Without further ado, let's get right into things. Well, welcome back in, everybody, to the About Sports Podcast, and happy Friday. I got to say, on this Friday, the vibes are good. I am currently standing up recording this podcast. I woke up listening to the hits on 80s Spotify radio station, which is a absolute phenomenal radio station. And before we get going into this podcast, here we go. Listen to this. You ready? You ready? Watch this. Oh, yes. You know what that is? That is a Diet Coke. Listen being cracked open here this morning. Uh, it's 10.30 a.m., and I'm having a Diet Coke. I'm telling you, this is going to be an incredible Friday. Here we go. Let me take a sip. I'm telling you, it's going to be an incredible Friday. Diet Coke is the way of life, and it's not even just going to be an incredible Friday. We are going to have a fantastic weekend of sports. There are a lot of good, well, actually, it's not as good as it was last week, but there are going to be some phenomenal college football games this week. I'm super pumped for this weekend because Marching Band is back, and after not having it last year, and then this year, we kind of had it with a little bit of DCI, and I know a lot of you don't know what that is, but uh, I love Marching Band. I'm actually a visual tech at a school here about 10 minutes from my house and we are competing this weekend the first time this school has competed I think since 2012 and so it's just a really fun weekend a lot of cool stuff's coming up but let's get right into the sports as you guys know I am a Dallas Cowboys fan and so we talk about the Cowboys a lot on this podcast well earlier this week it was breaking news reported that there was a huge hit taken to the Dallas Cowboys defense and so I actually have a lot of ESPN's alerts turned off on my phone because they'll just tell you what it is instantly and so the I had that I think it was a bleacher report or something come up on my phone and it says breaking news Dallas Cowboys suffers huge hit to defense and I'm like oh my gosh did someone get suspended what just happened who did we lose and so I click on it and I end up reading this Demarcus Lawrence is out for six to eight weeks because he suffered a broken foot in practice and my initial thought was this is just typical cowboy way and I'm not saying like he's a bad player or stuff but this is just how the Cowboys have gone the past two decades okay um, you, if you are one of those people that likes moral victories last week you're like oh it was a great moral victory okay so you get some momentum maybe if you win this week you're like okay the defense will get better hopefully we won't have the injury bug again we had it last year with Dak and everybody kept getting hurt the year before that as well I mean Alan Hearns literally had the same ankle injury Dak did in a playoff game and so you think about this stuff you're like oh my gosh it's fact like we're just going to have the injury bug and so the first initial thought that I had in my mind was, okay, so what do the Cowboys do now? They've lost their best pass rusher. The defensive line hardly got any pressure on Tom Brady last week in Tampa. I mean, they got back there a few times, but it wasn't enough. Tom Brady had plenty of time to sit back there and throw. They're going against the L.A. Chargers, and Justin Herbert just absolutely lit up this Washington defense, which, after last night's win that they got against the Giants. That defense did not play good. Denny Dimes was lighting him up, but then he also had like Denny Dimes alter ego moment where he just absolutely sucks. But if Justin Herbert lit this defense up and their defense is better than ours, they have a better pass rush than ours. I don't know if their secondary is or, or even their linebackers, so maybe they don't have a better defense. I just know they have a better pass rush. Um, they probably do have a better secondary than us, but linebackers, we've got them beat 100%. But definitely that defensive line is significantly better than us. And so you see Justin Herbert and that offense kind of light him up. And so my thoughts were like, 
What do the Cowboys do? The initial thought I had was, okay, they got to go make a trade. Let's go make a trade. We've got plenty of room in the linebackers. Let's let's go make a trade. And then I thought, wait a minute. That should be the Cowboys game plan. You have a really, really full linebacker room. You have Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, Leighton Vander Esch, Keanu Neal. And I would love to see the Cowboys utilize Jalen Smith and Micah Parsons as the blitzing linebackers they were in college. You know, put them on the edge, let them get some blitzes, run them through the B gap or the A gap, let them get some blitzes up the middle, and, and use Leighton Vander Esch and Keanu Neal as the covering linebackers they can be. And we've seen Keanu Neal, he, he had some a lot of reps in preseason, and he had a lot of le- reps last week. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, we, we could trade Leighton Vandresh to someone like the Steelers or the Dolphins in exchange for a pass rusher because they didn't renew his fifth-year deal. Are they not going to re-sign him? What are they going to do with Leighton Vandresh? You could trade him away. But then also, that could be your strength. You know, I'm to the point with this. This is another telltale game with Mike McCarthy. This is another telltale game with the Dallas Cowboys. And it's more to me, Mike McCarthy, because I know how the Cowboys are in games like this. You know, Mike McCarthy, I'm not making excuses for him at all. Uh, One, I just, I don't think he should have been the hire we hired. He's had a rough start as the Cowboys head coach. And I'll give him that. You know, his first year, uh, he was out without a starting quarterback practically the whole season. I think he had him for three games. He had a historically bad defense because he hired uh, Mike Nolan. And it was like, hey, you hired me. I give you a job here and whatever. But Mike McCarthy has said this time and time again in his press conferences and his media meetings and everything that when he was in Green Bay, he won the Super Bowl. And when they won the Super Bowl that year, they were missing a ton of players. And so he always boasts about that. He uses it to his advantage. He's like, oh, you know, see, I'm a good coach. I was missing a lot of players when we won the Super Bowl. He mentioned it last year. He mentioned it this year. And so I'm not going to make any excuses for this Cowboys team. If that's the attitude your head coach is going to have, then that's the attitude you've got to have. You know, making excuses for the Cowboys team like I have for so many years. Well, you know, we didn't have this. We didn't have this start and tackle. We didn't have this corner. We didn't have this right guard. We didn't have this or we didn't have that. That's the reason the Cowboys have been mediocre for the past two decades. At some point, the Cowboys have got to rise up and you got to show that you're an elite football team. Uh, you got to play good fundamental football because at this early in the season, that's what's going to win you football games, playing good fundamental football. And, and not getting penalized and doing all that stuff. It's too early to see what defenses are good, what defense are elite, which offense is consistent. It's too early for all that. So how do you win this game? Well, one, I think you avoid the shootout, but I know that's not going to happen. I think you run Zeke more. I'm not saying Dak can't pass. He's proven he can. But I think you run Zeke more. If you go watch Troy Aikman's numbers, he was a fantastic quarterback. He was deadly accurate. Uh, but his numbers just weren't spectacular. You know, it wasn't like Peyton Manning numbers or Tom Brady numbers or Patrick Mahone numbers, okay? I mean, his numbers were kind of poor. But the reason was is because they ran the ball a lot. And so I don't think you even have to have it 50-50 in today's NFL, I think maybe 75, you know, 25, who knows, but certainly run the ball more than we have been. And and, and I think if you're going to win this game, you have to avoid the shootout, but I know they're not. So how do you win this game? I think you utilize your linebacker room and I think you utilize your defense and you quit making excuses. And that's all this Cowboys team needs to do. Listen, if you rise up to the occasion this game, if you say somehow you didn't get any sacks last week, but this week you come away with three or four sacks without Demarcus Lawrence, and then next week you get consistent sacks against the Eagles, and you keep doing that until you get Demarcus Lawrence back, then that's going to be incredible. That's what you want to see. 
That will help me change my mind on Mike McCarthy. If this team could start 5-1, and one, which they're capable of it, you know, if they are coaching well, if they play good fundamental football, then I might start to turn the tide a little bit on Mike McCarthy. But at some point, you got to rise up and quit making excuses. This is a tough one for me to predict. You guys know I like to predict the games before they come in. It's so tough. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say the Cowboys win this Sunday 34-31. I wish it would be, you know, way lower score, maybe like a 28-14 game. I wish Dallas would come in and kind of run the ball more. Uh, but who knows? Uh, and that might happen, you know. Who? But you can't run Zeke 11 times and expect to be successful every week. Um, but moving on to college football, it's going to be a short podcast here today. But what are A-B's? Big games to watch in college football this weekend. One of my buddies texts me almost every Saturday. He's like, all right, A.B., tell me, what are the games I need to watch this week that's going to be full of energy, full of good coaching, full of defense, full of offense? You know, it's the perfect college football game. And so I told him, I said, obviously, Alabama at Florida. Uh, it's one of the only closely ranked top 25 games we have this weekend. But with that being said, I don't know how close it's going to be, right? Uh, we all know that Alabama is probably going to roll in Florida and just roll over them. As of this morning, Alabama is opening up with a 4.5 spread against Florida. Uh, but we all know you can't rely on those either. What I want to see from my Bama team is I want to see them start fast. I think if they start fast and they stay on the gas the entire game, I think they're going to blow them out. I think it'll be a very successful day for Alabama. However... I will say this, if Alabama comes out and starts slow like they did against Mercer and you allow that Florida team that has gotten a little bit of culture set in with Dan Mullen and you allow them to catch some momentum and you allow them to get some motivation going, it could end up being closer than what a lot of people think. And if you're a Florida fan, you're hoping Bama starts slow. You're hoping your defense gets a few three and outs or gets a few turnovers, but your offense is going to have to score every time you have the ball if you're Florida. Uh, I'm going to predict Bama to win this one 45-21. And then the next game is Auburn versus Penn State. And this is going to be an incredibly fun game to watch this weekend. Um, I'm going to be rolling with Penn State this game. One, because I'm a Bama fan and I do not like Auburn at all, obviously. But number two, I think the Big Ten is going to try and prove that they can, too, play against SEC teams and win some of these big games. You know, And, and if you don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to the Pac-12. I think the Big Ten is going to come out there, a.k.a. Penn State, is going to come out there with a chip on their shoulder and say, hey, we can play some of these big games too. Uh, and and I think that's going to be a reason Penn State has the advantage here. And number three, James Franklin, uh, Penn State's head coach. This is going to be a big season for him. Uh, there's a lot of talks of James Franklin going to USC. And honestly, I think he's a great fit for USC. I think he fits the scene there. I think he could bring a lot of attention back to that program. I think he would get some recruits' uh, eyeballs like, like, oh, hey, he's at USC now, and oh, okay, you know, I think he's going to bring a lot of news and eyes back to that team if he were to go there, and so, look, James Franklin is a good head coach, uh, and this is a big season for him. If he doesn't end up going, okay, he doesn't end up going, but also it's a big season for him because I think Penn State wants to see him have a little bit more success in games like this, so I think he's going to try and polish his resume a little bit more with some big wins this season, and I'm going to roll with Penn State in this game. Uh, who knows? Let's go 31 to 27. Close game. It'll be a nail biter. Uh, 31-27. I got Penn State. The last big game of the weekend I have on my list 
is the Mississippi State Bulldogs versus the Memphis Tigers. Both teams coming in 2-0. I would say both teams are trying to get into the top 25. I don't think that's reasonable yet for both teams. It's more reasonable for me to see Memphis getting in top 25 than it is Mississippi State. Uh, But both teams have a lot of turnover this past offseason. And maybe one reason I'm watching this and it's my you got to watch it of the week is because my dad is a Mississippi State fan. I grew up watching the Bulldogs play and Memphis is literally right here in my front yard and so I'm supporting the local university which I soon will be enrolling into next semester. And I know that game is going to be fun. It's going to be electric. If you've never been to a Liberty Bowl for a Memphis game, you are missing out big time. It's becoming a big part of the city of Memphis's culture. These games, um, basketball, obviously with the Memphis Grizzlies is getting better because John Morant's bringing some eyes to the stadium, some energy we haven't had in a while. But the city of Memphis is sincerely like these games at the Liberty Bowl are starting to become a big part of the culture here at Memphis. And that stadium is always intense and loud on big games and especially on SEC games. I remember when Memphis beat Ole Miss a few years ago. It was like a highlight of my college football viewing. I remember watching that game. I'm like, is Memphis about to beat Ole Miss? They had lost the season before, uh, and it was pretty close. And then Memphis, I I think they lost the season before. I'm pretty sure they did. And then Memphis is going to beat them. And I'm like, holy crap, this this is it. And Memphis beat Ole Miss. And it was like something switched in the Memphis locker room and it just hasn't been the same since the fans haven't been the same since and I love it and the fans are a little still inconsistent so if you're a Memphis fan listening to this get over yourself and support be a diehard breeding fan okay I'm tired of having fake fans but I think Memphis just like Penn State is trying to prove a point to some conference leaders if you know you know uh, and looking at Mississippi State's last two games They've just had some struggle wins, and last week Memphis did have some sloppy play against Arkansas State, who, by the way, has an incredible head coach. Ha, not, that's a knock on you Tennessee fans, Uh, but he did go to Alabama for a little bit, so it's okay. Uh, So it's tough for me to decide who wins this game. Look, as a fan, I'm going to be happy either way. I do honestly think Memphis has some more stuff to lose this game the Mississippi State does look every Mississippi State fan knows right now hey our team's in the dumpster and it's been in the dumpster ever since we lost Dak and then we lost Dan Mullen and it just went into the dumpster and so I think a lot of Mississippi State fans know eh, it's not there and so if Memphis loses to Mississippi State that's a big win for Mississippi State honestly and Mississippi State fans may not know that until later but that would be a big win for them but like I said I think Memphis has more to lose this weekend and I've also seen Memphis's uh, student section t-shirts they're absolutely incredible and hilarious I'm gonna roll with Memphis winning here 35-45 it's gonna be a good electric high offense game um, and I think Memphis pulls it out I think they'll get a few turnovers that they need to seal the deal my honorable mentions for this weekend though are Arizona State at BYU and Virginia at UNC those two will be some good games but that is it for today everybody like I said it's a short episode thank you all for tuning in to the about sports podcast everybody have a fun safe weekend and until next time we'll see you all next week my name's AB and I'm out of here peace